Next on BYU Sports Nation, what's best for BYU's basketball program? A coach with a Division I backdrop or an NBA assistant? The search for Dave Rose's replacement continues. Jimmer Fredette joins us. How are things going with the Suns? And what will we see in his new documentary, The Lonely Master? Plus, which comic book character do you want BYU football to become and emulate in 2019? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. What is good? Happy Friday. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is April 5th. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with FIFA Women's World Cup enthusiast, Jerem Jordan. Last night was so awesome. Yeah, it was. We've got a great show lined up for you. Jim Fredette is going to join the program, as you're going to tell us in a second. But last night was so fun. It was on BYU TV. How, how was calling that match? The energy was, uh, in, as far as an April contest goes for me, I, I can't remember. Of all the I, April contests well, in women's soccer the, we've done, that was by the far spring, the best. The spring doesn't typically, other than men's volleyball, really bring like this amazing electric crowd anywhere. I know, it's fun, right? It's amazing. You're not used to it. You're used to the fall excitement. Exactly. Yeah, but it, all, the, all, the, uh, all the BYU students who went to Argentina on their mission uh, busted out the powder blue and whites, right? It was incredible. Uh, and, and the local uh, Argentines were there. It was really fun. It was a great soccer. We had a forearm shiver into someone's back. And Two head. red cards. You know, yeah, yeah it, goals. It was great. It yes. was great. It was a very entertaining match on the pitch. Someone brought a Brazil flag, which I was like, okay, probably a Ute fan just trolling. Come but on. anyway, come on. I went to Brazil, and I'm like, come on. That's the, the rival, right, for yes, Argentina? Yes, that's the Golden State Warriors fan that's showing up at the Jazz Lakers game. No, like, that would imply that what? someone was a Golden State Warriors fan what? beyond the last five years. <laughs> really fun contest. Uh, Argentina's uh, national women's team has a Twitter account following of three and a half million. I think it's the men and women, is it not? Or is it just the women? Or is okay? I think so it's combined. It's the combined? Yeah. They're tweeting out all this stuff about BYU TV and watching the women's team, and I thought, That's this cool. is pretty incredible. Pretty <laughs> we incredible. checked the metrics. We're like, Buenos Aires had a huge number last <laughs> night. That's, that's very odd. A star-studded Friday show lineup, as Jerry mentioned. Jimmer Fredette joins us from Phoenix to preview his new documentary on BYU TV, The Lonely Master, and discuss his first double-digit scoring game on his NBA return tour. What's the chance the Phoenix Suns pick up the second-year option in his contract? Plus, Ashton Brockbank bursts onto the BYU women's soccer scene against Argentina, the freshmen's in Studio B. Now, give me the BYU Sports Nation Friday headlines. We've already mentioned the Lakers once on the program. Why not go again? Lakers assistant coach Mark Matson has interviewed for the vacant BYU head coaching position. This according to multiple reports and confirmed to BYU Sports Nation. According to Dick Harmon's story in the Deseret News, Madsen has presented letters of recommendation from the likes of Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, Phil Jackson, and Kevin McHale. I've heard of them. I've heard of them. That's pretty impressive. BYU women's soccer tied the Argentina senior national team. 1-1 last night. Elise Flake found Ashton Brockbank for the equalizer in the 52nd minute. Flake with possession. Correa. One-time shot, and it's a score! Oh, 
that was awesome. So fun. I was in the crowd with uh, my daughter last night. It was very fun. The Cougars play Utah tomorrow in Harriman at the Zions Bank Real Academy. It's free to the public. BYU Women's Gymnastics, the Gymcats, compete in the second round of the NCAA Regionals today against Utah, Minnesota, and Arkansas. Loaded group, 3 p.m. Eastern in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And Brandon Davies, don't call him Brandon Davis, scored 27 points, grabbed 10 rebounds as Zalgiris in Lithuania. Beat Real Madrid last night. Not the soccer team, the uh, basketball team. Clinching a spot in the EuroLeague playoffs. Davies is averaging a career-high 14 points a game this season. Let's go, Brandon Davies. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. There is great interest and excitement in the vacant BYU head basketball coaching position. Names like Mark Pope, Barrett Peary, now Mark Madsen, Quincy Lewis have all surfaced, all with very different resumes and backdrops. Jerem, looking at those resumes and pinpointing qualities, what's better for the BYU basketball program right now? A guy with Division I coaching experience or an NBA assistant coach? It's a great question. I think it depends what kind of NBA assistant you are because not all are equal, right? Are you uh, on the first row or the second row? Okay, The first row features kind of the first two or three assistants, and then the second row is kind of more of the player development guys. Mark, Mark Madsen is finding his way up there. Alex Jensen's like the number one or two assistant with Utah Jazz. So he's kind of on a on a high plane, right? Matt's in there. Um, Kevin Young kind of I get not hearing his name in the mix for this, so we're not really discussing him as much. Then if it's a Division One head coach, like what level of head coach are you? So in the case of Barrett Peary, big sky with Portland State, right? Mark Pope in the whack with Utah Valley. Um, so it it kind of depends what you want out of that. I I wonder how well a person can recruit that hasn't been in the college game for a while. If you're Barrett Peary and Mark Pope, that's what you do every day, right? Yet the player development in the NBA is better. They take more time out to develop those guys. So kind of depends what you want. And we argued the other day that recruiting is the number one thing, right? So with that in mind, I, I think I want to go with the D1 head coach who already has the experience, a guy like Mark Pope or Barrett Peary, or in the case of Quincy Lewis, a guy who's already here and, and working with those guys. But I'm not opposed to the NBA assistant. I think this group of candidates is perhaps the best group of candidates ever for the BYU men oh, without coaching question. job. Without like, question. The development of these guys who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, because that's a requisite thing to be the head coach, is pretty awesome at all kinds of levels. And who's to say a guy like Mark Madsen couldn't show up and recruit with his sparkling letters of recommendation and his circle of contacts from Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal and Phil Jackson? I don't know how much that is worth to a high school kid, but it's probably worth something to at least their parents to say, hey, talk to that dude. He went to the Final Four at Stanford, played in the NBA, and all of these guys like him. So maybe he can show up and recruit. I'll tell you what is best for BYU basketball right now. That is excitement and somebody who is completely bought into the program and all of the challenges that it will bring along with it. This job is a bear. The honor code. It's a cougar. Managing mission uh, time delays and unexpected changes. Sometimes guys come home earlier than expected. Sometimes they don't go at all. Maybe they'll want to stay longer. You have to juggle all of this stuff that no other Division I program has to go through. 
And recruiting within that parameter is really difficult. So I want and need a guy who embraces all of that wholeheartedly. I don't want a guy that's wish-washy. Like, eh, maybe I want the job. I don't know. I, I feel like this is probably inferred, right? I don't know. You think BYU's going to be like, hey, are you wish-washy? Yes? Okay. Yeah. Well, what if you have a name? And because BYU, as Dave Rose told us, this is hard on an athletic director because you want to hit a home run with the fans and with boosters and with your ooh, team. Ooh, I don't... I don't and think with you your can team. please everybody. You just pl- you just please. You, you want to please everyone, you, you but get you get a guy can't. that's going to win. For me, what would please me? What I think is the most important thing is a guy who is one million percent bought into all of the unique challenges that BYU basketball presents. D one or NBA? What do you think? I don't care. I don't care who it is, as long as they can generate excitement and embrace what the job is. We'll discuss coming up who doesn't on the list. I'm just kidding. Last night, the women's soccer team hosted the Argentina senior national team at Southfield. It was fantastic. You called the game. It was so fun. I went with Venna. It was awesome. Great crowd. Great soccer. That's probably the greatest team on paper, you could argue, in, in name, right, that the Cougars have ever played in women's soccer. So, Spencer, who's the best team you've seen any BYU team play? Rewind to 2004. Number one ranked USC football. The Pete Carroll era. Led by... Two Heisman Trophy winners, Matt Leinert at quarterback and Reggie Bush at running back. The first time I saw Reggie Bush play in person, we were five minutes into warm-ups. I was on the front row and I said to my brother, that dude is a baller. Oh my goodness. He just looks that much better than everybody else. Not just on the BYU sideline, but everybody on the USC team. He was clearly a standout. Now, BYU hung around for a little bit in the first quarter. I think Levi Madrietta had an interception on Matt Leinert, and Leinert would later say, that's the most confusing defense I've ever played against, coordinated by Bronco Mendenhall. They figured some things out. Lendell White, also on that team, an NFL running back. That, that roster for USC was loaded with talent. It was ridiculous. They won the national championship that year. Perfect record, including storming through Provo. As painful as it was to watch as a BYU fan in the moment, I walked away respecting just how good USC football was. Oh, they were unbelievable, right? And, and they went back-to-back in almost a third in a row. Uh, I've never seen that game, actually. I was, I was doing this in Brazil. What? Yeah, Go back I, and no. watch that game. It was in like the yeah. talent level was amazing. I don't doubt it. Uh, the best team I've ever seen play was this season. What? The 2019 Hawaii men's volleyball team. Oh, I thought you were going to say Gonzaga this team basketball. Is 23 and 0, and they haven't lost a set. 69 sets in a row. I've never seen a team dominate like they did. Oh my gosh, they dominated. In fact, I was calling the game, and I gave up in the second set as to the idea that BYU could win a set. And this team still hasn't lost a set. Although they host third-ranked UC Santa Barbara tonight and tomorrow, I think the set streak's going down. I think Santa Barbara's going to win. Let me give you a couple others that come to mind, and you mentioned one. 2017 Gonzaga, the team that BYU beat, that went to the national title game and lost to North Carolina. That team was great. Mm -hmm. I know we don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. 04 and 08 Utah. Those teams were top five teams when all was said and done. Those were great teams. And 2009 TCU. Remember college game day came? BYU is like six and one, five and one. That team was twelve TCU, twelve and zero oh, until the Fiesta Bowl, where they lost to Boise State. That was a great team. Oh, they went to the Rose Bowl the next year and won. Yeah, beat Wisconsin, right? 
all building was that for Russell the future. Wilson, Wisconsin, I think. <laughs> I think it was. No, no, no. Was that no, early? No. Somebody that, else? That was somebody else. Russell Wilson, Wisconsin. Wisconsin lost to Oregon. Yes. Yeah. And uh, that all of the speed of uh, the Ducks in 2011. Yeah, that was crazy. In fact, that was my first time covering the Rose Bowl. That was a really fun game to watch. Speaking of football, Brackenell Bakri of BYU Football delivered another unforgettable interview yesterday here in Studio B, making his debut here on the show. We've seen him on Between the Lines and Pro Day, but we haven't had him in studio until yesterday, and we don't regret that we invited him in. He included in his rhetoric this take on the fictional character, Marvel, he thinks BYU football will be this season. I would say the Infinity War, dude. Except for we're Thanos, man. We're about to take. <laughs> we're about to take your. We're about to take your stones. We're about to just and just, boom. You can't stop us. I don't care if you think you're Hulk or whatever. <laughs> That's us, dude. Uh, anytime there are punching noises made by Brackenell Bakery, the program <laughs> is infinitely better. So we asked him. You asked him specifically what movie. He said. Avengers Infinity War, but then went directly to Thanos, <laughs> and he is the younger brother, and said, look, when you're the younger brother in a family, you, you often go to the villain, and you want to you be strong like that person. So, Jerem, with all that, which comic book character do you want BYU football to be in the 2019 season? Jean Grey, the Dark Phoenix. Whoa! That's coming out in theaters this summer. Just, just, in Sept- August, September, just... Just crazy. Okay, coming out. Telepathic and telekinetic powers. I want Zach Wilson specifically to embody this idea. Mm -hmm. So this offense, which we're being told is going to be more up-tempo due to extra knowledge slash, hey, let's just go a little faster, that BYU offensively can get it. Defensively, they can wreak havoc. And uh, we see Zane Anderson make some plays and Diane Gonwoloku and Troy Warner. I, th- I think BYU's got some good talent, but they're going to need to rise from the ashes mm-hmm. as the Phoenix mm-hmm. from a four and seven win seasons back to back and give us something more, more than seven, eight plus. If they get to nine, that's amazing. From the dust, the Phoenix. Oh, baby. Go, Kiyos! Right, yes, Bennett. indeed. Uh, my answer to this question is Ant-Man, Jerem. <laughs> I want BYU football to be Ant-Man. Sneak up on people? Yes. Just kind of off the radar, but then when they're involved, they're enjoyable, really funny. I want them to put on an enjoyable product on the field. And Ant-Man might not always win every time, but ultimately in the end, he'll come out victorious, and it's going to be a really, really funny enjoyable ride along the way. I like Ant-Man. If you want to watch all the ants, just watch everyone stream into the devotional on Tuesdays. And then don't you dare try and drive by the Marriott Center after because you ain't getting Brutal. That. Well, Ant-Man's so <laughs> versatile because he, again, he's off the radar. He can utilize all of his little friends around him to try and, and maybe that's the fans and the BYU fan base as we all come together. Our little friends. <laughs> I want BYU football to be Ant-Man. Yeah. I want to enjoy the ride. Who's the Wasp? That's the question. Um, good question. Yeah, we'll have to think about that. Jerem, uh, whether it's Ant-Man or Jean Grey, the Dark Phoenix, we need all of the Marvel characters to show up and show out in how many days? Countdown to the youths. 146. I just noticed today that we put royal blue on our BYU side of that. 
Well, BYU, BYU will wear the Royal Blues, you'd think, right? When they play Utah, they wear Royal. That has been the tradition. That's awesome. And we learned yesterday that Royal Blue is the number one thing in the tournament of BYU things. How about that? 51-49. Beat Cosmo. Question of the day. Which comic book character do you want BYU football to be in 2019? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Clark Early answers on Facebook. Captain Marvel, she is crazy powerful, but more importantly, she never stops fighting. If BYU never stops fighting, they will win way more than they lose. Wasn't fighting an issue a few years ago here? Like, is that really the, <laughs> is that really the thing we want? No, I get the point. I get the point. Hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, Jim Fredette joins the program from Phoenix, speaking of, to tell us about his new documentary. Yes, what can fans expect in The Lonely Master on BYU TV, which premieres tomorrow night? And what does he want to work on as he moves forward in his NBA career as BYU Sports Nation? Hi, this is Lisa. Have you ever struggled with anxiety and depression? On Monday's Lisa Valentine Clark Show, we'll be talking about how running could positively affect your mental health. Then we'll be learning about how you can celebrate National Decorating Month. Tune in to hear more about these topics Monday at 8 a.m. Eastern, 5 a.m. Pacific on podcast and the BYU Radio app. It's all on the Lisa Valentine Clark Show on BYU Radio. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After an eight-game win streak, the baseball team looks to snap a two-game losing streak tonight in Game 2 at San Diego. Listen to it on BYU Radio or the app at 9 Eastern. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is the lonely master, Jimo Dashin, Jimmer Fredette. Jimmer, nice to have you back on BYU Sports Nation. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. I'm a little tired, but other than that, I, I feel great and excited to be here with you guys. You played 22 minutes against the Utah Jazz on Wednesday, your first double-figure scoring game in the NBA since your return. Uh, what did you think of that performance against Utah in uh, front of your home fans in Phoenix? Yeah, it was great. I mean, uh, ultimately, you know, Utah played really well last night. We didn't end up getting the win, but uh, we played tough. And then the fourth quarter got away from us a little bit. But, uh, you know, for myself, I, you know, thought I played pretty well, um, you know, uh, was aggressive and, and did everything that I could to, to be aggressive out there and do what I do. And, you know, I didn't didn't uh, have the three-point shot falling yesterday, but had the, the mid-range game and the, the layups and floaters going. And uh, it was good to so ultimately get out there and just be able to play for you know an expended, extended period of time and kind of get a, into a little bit of a rhythm so that felt good to be able to do that and uh, to have a double digit scoring game is great off the bench and uh, hopefully we'll build on that and get better these last, last three games. Jimmer I said on the show that you would score in double figures for the first time so I appreciate you coming through for me. <laughs> Ah, I like it. Yeah, I appreciate the support. <laughs> how's how's Taft doing? You uh, just had a baby, baby Taft. How's he doing? Yes. 
he's doing great. You know, he's uh, he's excited to be alive. I can tell, and uh, he's he's doing really well. And and Whitney is doing well. He's obviously uh, doing a lot of eating and sleeping right now, but uh, he's healthy. He's happy, and uh, Whitney's feeling good. And she's not getting a ton of sleep right now either. So I, I feel bad that I'm not home with her, helping it out. But I know that when I do get home, she's gonna you know milk me as much as she can. So I <laughs> so I understand that. I'm trying to get to sleep while I can. <laughs> Understandably, and uh, yeah, sincere congratulations from us to you. This is a big time for you in your life. Not only did you have a new son. Uh, you're also obviously making the transition back to the NBA. Oh, and then you're promoting a brand new documentary called The Lonely Master that's going to premiere on BYU TV this weekend. Uh, what can you tell us about the documentary and what will fans of Jimmer and basketball and basketball in China, for that matter, see? Yeah, I'm excited about it. I mean, Jared Harris and Scott Christopherson did a great job producing and putting this together. And it kind of just goes through my whole career. I mean, it kind of goes through when I was younger, all the way up through high school, then into college in the Jim Romania days at BYU, and then goes into uh, directly into my MBA career and, and my first stint of there and how it goes from the ups and downs and different things that happened um, in the NBA my first time and then leads into China and then talks a lot about China, about Chinese basketball about my my experience over there about the culture over there and how it's very different and then also talks about how difficult it can be sometimes to be away from your family when you're playing professional basketball in another country um, specifically China so it goes through all that and then leads up all the way until um, my goal of making it back into the NBA and uh, so it kind of goes through a lot of things um, but it's an amazing amazing documentary I think people will love it I think it's very relatable story to a lot of people where you know, sometimes your career takes you on different paths, but uh, you got to try to take advantage of it as much as you possibly can. And sometimes if you do, it can and end up working out way better than you ever thought it could. And uh, that's kind of the point of this story. And hopefully it's uh, inspirational to everybody out there. The Lonely Master is in reference to the phrase Jimo Dashen, uh, I believe in Mandarin, right? Meaning the lonely God of the Lonely Master. So when was that first a thing? When did someone first explain that to you? It was very, very quick into uh, into when I got into China, probably the first three or four games I got there. And because uh, people, you know, pronounce Jimmer, they can't really say Jimmer, so they say Jimo. And uh, so they're always around Jimo, Jimo. And uh, they're like, do you know what that means? In, in Chinese and I was like no I have no idea and they were like it means lonely and I was like oh that's that's kind of depressing I mean I don't really like that and uh, you know from, from there but they told me from there they were like it's actually a good meaning it means like you're kind of on the top um, of the mountain and no one can reach your level so it means you're kind of like the best at what you do and uh, it's a major compliment I was like alright that sounds much better and uh, you know so because of that uh, you know they put on the Dashen which means literally Literally big god in Chinese, but uh, you know, I didn't want to be known as that, so we changed it a little bit to master, and uh, that's where the lonely master came from. So it's it's really really cool to be able to have that nickname over there. Jimmer Fredette with us on BYU Sports Nation. You say in the documentary at one point there was a reason you were supposed to play in China. Have you pinpointed what that reason was, Jimmer? 
You know, I think it was honestly to, to be able to go over there and f find myself again. And uh, not only that, to be able to go over there and, and, and get better as a basketball player and, and uh, gain my confidence and do all that stuff on the court. But I feel like off the court, I've been able to have a great and major impact over there um, in a lot of different ways. And uh, hopefully have been able to affect many people's lives in a positive way. And just try to go over there and show them who I am as a person. Try to be kind and, and nice to people. And and, um, you know, I think having that and doing that over there was probably the greatest impact that I think I could leave besides just the basketball stuff. Um, so that I think that was a big part of it. And, um, you know, tried to take that seriously, tried to be a good member of the church and, and a missionary over there as much as I possibly could. So uh, I think there was a lot of reasons outside of basketball that I was over there as well. It's been a long journey for you from obviously Glens Falls to BYU to the D-League to China, now back to the NBA, of course, the NBA before China there. Um, what's this experience been like for you, yeah. and what's it like being back in the NBA? Yeah, I mean, it's been a roller coaster. I've been everywhere, and, um, you know, sometimes that's what happens as a professional basketball player. You never know where it's going to take you, but, you know, you try to take everything in stride, take advantage of it to the best of your ability and opportunity. But, you know, I always had uh, confidence in myself that I could make it back into the NBA if I got the right opportunity. And, uh, you know, I stayed focused on that, kept working hard, and, uh, you know, kept focused and uh, was fortunate enough to be able to get an opportunity with the Suns. And uh, so I'm just grateful for this opportunity and definitely not taking it for granted. Jimmer, it's great to have you back on BYU TV, specifically the Lonely Master premieres Saturday night, April 6th at 10 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. Here's to no more jet lag and uh, hopefully some sleep as you move forward, Jimmer. Congratulations from us to you. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Jimmer Fredette. Joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Again, a reminder, the Lonely Master premieres tomorrow night, Saturday, April 6th, 10 Eastern, 8 Mountain, live on BYU TV. Lonely in multiple ways, right? He talked about the, uh, the meaning of that, but physically lonely. Like, he was by himself for a lot of this journey in China because Whitney was in uh, Denver, I believe, raising their child, Wesley, and then they just had the baby Taft, as we discussed. So he was actually lonely. I know his brother TJ went over for uh, a few weeks and hung out. And uh, so he kind of had to figure this out on his own. And there he is in China representing not only uh, BYU, the church, but kind of American basketball, right? And, and doing a tremendous job. And now he's back in the NBA. And by the way, they play the Pelicans tonight. He's on a tour of all of his former NBA teams. Started with the Kings, now to the Pelicans. We'll see if there's anybody Does he play else. The Bulls, yeah, the or Knicks. the Spurs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, I am intrigued about what the future holds for Jimmer Fredette because I think that there will be many doors open to him. He could try and pursue a two way contract in the NBA, float between uh, the bench of a team and the G League. Maybe he tries Europe, uh, Europe out, or he goes back to China. Like, there will be a home for him somewhere. Sure. Just where's it going to be? Yeah, I, here's what I want to happen. I want him to go to Europe and just to see what he can do. Because as we're seeing with Brandon Davies, there's a high level of basketball over there. He does, For the one millionth time, he doesn't have to do anything in the NBA for me. That chapter is closed. This is like this bonus chapter for me. Because I'm of the opinion that the Suns may not pick up that second option. 
based on what's going on, right, with this year. But that doesn't matter to me. I want to see him in Europe because I want to see what he can do in the next best leagues in the world. China is not in the top couple of leagues in the world, and he's, he's done a great job over there. I want to see him in Spain. I want to see him in France. I want to see him in... Playing with Brandon Davies. Yes, like Lithuania, whatever, right? Like, I want to see what he can do over there. For Jimmer's sanity, I want him to stay stateside for a little while. Just so that he doesn't have to be away from his family. True, but he'll go insane because he's not getting the minutes that he wants. That's my thing. I wanted him to get the minutes and shots. I mean, he got minutes and playing time in the G League. Maybe he's just like, look, I can play he's basketball. He's way beyond the I G know, League right I know, now. No but, way. But yeah. if if he needs family time and that cohesion of this being dude, close, this dude, I'm making 35 G's in the G League. Who cares? No he's way. got enough money. He's got enough money. I, no, he's he's got to pursue all the money he can so that he doesn't have to work later. Right? <laughs> like no one's like, hey, I'm good. You know, come at, on, like, Phoenix. Thir- at 30 years old, he's not going. I'm good. Like no, he's gonna pursue money. Keep him for the summer. Just see if he can fit into the style of play. Just- oh, if they gave him more minutes, yeah, but I just don't see it happening. Coming up, what's it like to score a goal against Argentina as a freshman? Ashton Brockbank joins us later. And talk about breaking into the scene. Jerem, what is the chance the Phoenix Suns pick up the second-year option on Jimmer Fredette's contract? Let's discuss that more next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Listen to BYU Radio tomorrow as we begin coverage of the General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The general sessions on Saturday and Sunday begin at noon and 4 Eastern, 9 and 1 Pacific. We'll also broadcast the live general priesthood session tomorrow evening at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. In addition to conference coverage, listen throughout the day Sunday for inspirational messages during This Is Sunday on BYU Radio. Tomorrow night is the worldwide debut of The Lonely Master, a documentary chronicling Jimmer Fredette's journey from Glens Falls, New York, to Provo, to the NBA, and to China, and beyond. Watch it on BYU TV or the app tomorrow night at 10 Eastern time. Where's the jersey that he's wearing in that promo? It needs to be hanging in Studio B. I bet it was Photoshop. <laughs> I bet it was Photoshop. I'm sure it was. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, with another look at today's headlines. L.A. Lakers assistant coach Mark Madsen, the mad dog, has interviewed for the vacant BYU basketball head coaching position. This according to multiple reports and confirmed by BYUSN. According to Dick Harmon's story in the Deseret News, Madsen has presented letters of recommendation from Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, Kobe, Kevin McHale, Drop step. and Phil Jackson. Lots of rings. The Zen master. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Top this. BYU women's soccer tied the Argentina senior national team 1-1 last night. Elise Flake found Ashton Brockbank for the equalizer in the 52nd minute. We will talk to Brockbank coming up. BYU gymnastics competing in the second round of the NCAA regionals today against Utah, Minnesota, and Arkansas at 3 p.m. Eastern in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Good luck to the Gymcats. Brandon Davies scored 27 points, grabbed 10 rebounds as Zalgiris beat Real Madrid. The men's basketball team. Last night, clinching a spot in the Euro League playoffs. Davies is averaging a career-high 14 a game this We'd season. like to thank all of our BYU Sports Nation Sky Miles members. And let's play What's the Chance? BYU Sports Nation asks, what's the chance? Presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Ben Bagley, join us, won't you? I would love to join you guys. How are you today? Great. Good. Let's start with this. What's the chance BYU's next head basketball coach's name is 
Mark. Oh, I'll go 59%. Mark Pope, Mark Madsen is what we're referring to, I think. Um, I think two, those are two of the top four candidates. So I think the chances are solid. Yeah, I'd say probably, yeah, about 65%. I think that the excitement and enthusiasm that Mark Madsen brings is uh, palpable. And if Mark Pope doesn't want the job, then uh, it would be hard to say no to a guy who is clearly wanting <laughs> to come in and take control of this BYU basketball program. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any other big-time marks in the basketball world. Mark Jackson. <laughs> Can you imagine Mark, Mark Jackson? Mark Anthony, the singer. Mark Jackson as the head coach of BYU basketball. Mark Eaton. Oh, Mark Eaton as well. Mark Eaton. Let's go. Hey, you would, would fall in line with that. I mean, if Mark Pope or Mark Madsen are hired, I believe that would give BYU the tallest coach in the WCC. Yeah, Mark Madsen, 6'10". 6'10". Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. There, there That's you what go. We're hey, that'll get us back to the tourney, right? <laughs> Number two, Ben. What's the chance BYU football adds one more running back this summer? Uh, one gajillion percent. Uh, they will add somebody. It might be a walk-on, but they'll add somebody. They need or, somebody. I think we both agree that there is a uh, grad transfer that BYU's targeted, that if they add this guy, that would be a big deal. We cannot say his name unless he signs, but uh, – that would be awesome if they added a grad transfer that could make an impact right away. Yes, there will be another running back added to the roster that we talk about on this show. Just a question of who it is and when it is and where they come from. They could add someone we don't talk about. Like if it's a walk-on that never plays, we may not bring up his name. right? Well, we talk about pretty much every athlete on the BYU football team because we've got uh, 146 days before BYU plays Utah. Let's look at the running back. Running backs and see who we haven't discussed just to get their name out there. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Let's do it. There's Chase Wester. Chase Wester. We haven't discussed Chase Wester. Maybe Chase Wester is the addition already. Uh, Joseph Tia Tia from Hunter. Is he related to the Tia Tia that went to Utah State back in the day? Oh, I'm thinking of that's David Fia Fia. Oh, David Fia Fia. (laughs) Sione Taki Taki. And (laughs) Joseph Tia Tia. Might be. Morgan Piper, we talked about. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, see, there was somebody. Chase so, Wester. So Chase Check. Wester, yeah, is, is the one that we had. Now we've talked about him. You so made now the we've box officially score. talked about everybody that uh, is listed as a running back on the BYU football yeah. roster. 100%. They're going to add somebody. Number three. What's the chance the Suns pick up Jimmer for debt's second year option? 10% of tithing's worth. Um, I, I don't think they will. I hope they do because I love Jimmer being in the NBA. We're talking about him almost every day, and this is fun. Um, and this audience loves it. We love it. We love Jimmer. It'd, it'd be great. I just, I want him to play more than I want him to be in the NBA. Yeah, I think it's a little bit higher than that. Uh, I'd say, I'm, look, I'm, I'm 50-50. The fact that the Suns brought him in and uh, wanted to sign him to this situation tells me that there, there is interest in Jimmer Mania in Phoenix. And whether that means he's floating between the G League representative of the Suns and coming up and helping the team when somebody gets injured or whatever, I think there's a higher percent chance that uh, Jimmer Fredette is signed to that second-year option. That doesn't mean that they can't drop him at some point over the summer or uh, later in the season, but I think that they're going to invest more time in him than just these games to see if he actually fits into what Igor Kokoshkov and the general manager and all the Phoenix Suns personnel want to do. They need more time with him before they just abruptly say, nope, we're not, we're not picking up. They're going to pick it up and just see, and it might, it might end in the summer. Yeah, they did DNP him twice. So if you really like him and want to see what he can do, why would you DNP well, him twice? Well, here's the thing. 
it's, it's hard. Maybe they DNP'd him because they knew of his personal situation. Go home, be with your wife, be with your kid, sleep, get rested up, and then come back and play. I don't feel like that was the situation, but I don't know. But I would, I would gander that this is uh, numero uno in his life right now, right? Well, numero uno in his life right now is his family. Right, but with the Suns, they, they're not like, hey, you know what, take a couple... Like, do we know that he left and took games off to go do that? Like, I'm just saying... I think he didn't play because they didn't want him to get in in that game for whatever reason. I don't know the reason. I, I don't know that it's... Uh... If, the, if you love somebody, you give him the time of day. They didn't give him the time of day in two games. I mean, yes, I know he was on the bench for those games, but sometimes you need to acclimate. There needs to be an acclimation period. And it's like, just observe, just watch... We're rushing you into this. You're clearly overwhelmed. Oh, he's a professional player who's been in the NBA for five years. He's not a rookie. Like you uh, get He's in. playing in this Chinese basketball association. You need time. There's well, no time. It's a 10-game contract. Not if they There's pick no up his second option and let him develop over the summer. To pick it up, they would need to play him. Yeah, I, I, describe, I think they need to play him. If you love him, get, give him time. Give him flowers. Give him candy. Give him, if well, you will. Time, time can also be investment in practice and off-season workouts and all of that stuff. It doesn't have to be in the games when your team is tanking and have won 18 games this season. When you're a vet of five years in the NBA. And haven't played beyond, in the NBA for four, for four years. That, well, why hasn't he played in the NBA? We're not three. talking about that. We're just for talking three. about the need to acclimate if when you haven't them, played. Give them playing time. You haven't played for three plus almost four years in an NBA game. You need time. Plug and play options really tough. He does need time. I agree. Play him then. All right. Our question of the day, back to BYU football. What comic book character do you want BYU football to be in 2019? Cameron Morgan answers on Facebook, Dr. Strange. Let's see some creative magic on offense and some spell-binding defense that muddle and confuse mere mortal offenses. That is an outstanding tweet. And apparently there's only... Or Facebook post. There's only one way, right? Out of how many? Do you know the number? Uh, No. Coming up, freshman soccer player. Uh, do you? I have no idea. Isn't it 14 million something? I thought it was more than that. I don't know. We'll look it up. Okay. Freshman soccer player Ashton Brockbank scored a goal last night against Argentina. She's in Studio B. Can she top that? <laughs> She's going to try. We'll talk to her about her future with BYU Women's Soccer next. This is BYU Sports Nation. As I pondered what to say, I reached out to a friend who told me that I couldn't really say anything that hasn't already been said before. All I could do is take you on my journey. So I hope in the process you can learn something from some of the things I've learned in my life. Join us for Finding Center, a daily hour of refocus and recentering on what matters most. Weekdays at 1 Eastern, 10 Pacific on BYU Radio. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Check out the latest BYU Sports Nation right now on the latest episode. Kiki Solano is making her own Y Awards. Check it out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and IGTV. I'm a little afraid of that, not going to lie. What, what, what category is this? I don't yeah. know. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. Which comic book character do you want BYU football to be in 2019? At Not Dry Just Flaky answers on Twitter. Outstanding handle. X-Men's coming out this summer, so Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Extremely volatile but powerful, able to reinvent itself when others are about to give up on it and hopefully doesn't die by the end of the season. That's what I want to be because I'm pretty volatile, but I want to be powerful. So, yeah. 
It's all making sense why you chose what you chose, Jerem. <laughs> there, there are a few things uh-huh. that set me off. Yes. One of them was discussed in the last segment. <laughs> the other is Mitch Matthews. Those, there are hot button topics. I don't for like you. the overvaluing of things. There are hot. Button I like the topics. proper valuing of things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just because someone disagrees with your opinion doesn't no, mean it's, it's being not, overvalued. No, it's not. It was fourteen million six hundred five. I was right. Fourteen million. Very Aren't nice. you proud of me? Because nice. I'm not like the Marvel level that you and Jason Shepard are. I don't. I'm not Marvel nerd. I just love the movies. I didn't say you were a nerd. I just. Like, said, I'm, just not, like, I'm not on that level. My wife's like, "Do you want to read the comics?" I'm like, "No, no, I don't." <laughs> oh, we're gonna raise our game now and bring in Ashton Brockbank, hero from last night for BYU women's soccer. In the game, when they took on Argentina, a team that will compete in the FIFA Women's World Cup in France later this summer. Ashton, how you feeling after uh, putting in the equalizer in the 52nd minute? It's been crazy. I'm feeling really good. What have your social media accounts been like? Uh, so many DMs coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Awesome. Um, you finished your freshman year in the fall. This was a unique situation though mm-hmm. um you guys found out just a couple of days ago right that you were going to play argentina and then so so how did it uh stack up to how you thought it might play out i don't know i think when we found out we were just ready we just were like let's go let's take it to them and just see what we could do how would you explain the crowd last night at southfield for those that didn't watch on tv and weren't there in person it was awesome i mean we haven't had that packed of a house in a long time, so it was just a really good feeling to see so many people coming out to support us and to support them, just everybody ready to watch some soccer. When did you realize it was going to be a special night? The minute we took the field. I think just walking out there, seeing the fans, getting ready, pregame chats, like everything just led up to a good night. Were you nervous seeing the uh, AFA, you know, across there? It's like, oh, that's Argentina, like. This, yeah. is bi- this is big time. Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, this is real. Like, you see them, and you're like, this is real. <laughs> Did you settle in at some point, a few minutes in? Yeah. Where you felt like, oh, it's a soccer game. Yeah. I think it's just like, once you get out there, you know what you're going to do. You just stay calm and poised and work with the ball. Yeah, the moment for me was when the national anthems were being played. And I was like, this is a different type of game. Mm-hmm. Um, because the FIFA rules and the international, uh, all, all of those uh, nuances were in play, and so when I saw that happening, and then the exchange of uh, memorabilia, mm-hmm. where it, it kind of says, "Okay, th- we played this game on this date at this place," like uh, it was, it was just really big time, and, and a lot of fun. But the Argentine fans start stomping their feet. <laughs> what's what's that like it, on your home field? So how do, how do you handle that? I don't know. I think it was just cool to see like people around here are supporting everybody. So it was just kind of fun that they're on both sides, but they were also giving Argentina a lot of fun. It was fun to see you guys stack up against this team, too, because this was uh, you guys won the West Coast Conference Championship. You went to the NCAA tournament. You wanted to advance, but you got there, right? This is a team that returns a ton of uh, players, too. So was this a litmus test of sorts to see, okay, how good are we in the spring right now? Yeah, I think with only Sidaway graduating one senior, like we have a good starting lineup and we have – good people to come off the bench so I knew like we all knew like we can take it to him we know how to play like we can do this a tie was good were you disappointed you didn't win because there were a lot of chances right yeah but a tie is pretty good against yeah. them no a tie was great I mean Jen came out at halftime and she's like are you having fun like this is the greatest experience you could possibly go through so she just wanted to make sure like we were having fun and she was happy with the tie I mean it's a good accomplishment 
For sure. Elise Flake kind of slots that ball back towards you into the box, and you have a one-touch. You know you got one shot to deliver a goal scorer, and, and you do it. Um, walk us through that moment and the entire play and the buildup. Um, I just I knew when Elise went in line, I was like, if I'm there, like I got to keep this low. I got to keep it hard. I'm not sure how many opportunities we're going to get in front of the box, and so I just wanted to make sure that I could hit the perfect shot and hope that it went in. When you hit it, did you think, oh, this is this is going in, or did you need it to cross before you were like, yeah? <laughs> I needed it to cross. <laughs> I like I shot it, and I was like, okay, like it's on the ground. And then I saw it go in the net, and I'm like, okay, cool, like that went in. Well, Ar- Argentina had a defender. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, Argentina had a defender sliding over at the last minute to yeah. try and deflect that ball out of the way, but it almost like skipped over mm-hmm. the top of her leg, which you meant to do. Right. Clearly. Like a little totally. angel that like totally. lifted <laughs> it up. Pop yeah. that up a little yep. bit and into the back of the net. Um, but when, you know, let, let's talk about this some more because this is an incredible moment for you in your BYU women's soccer career. At what point did it all soak in like, whoa, I just scored against Argentina and we tied with them? Yeah, I don't know. I think just a minute our whole team just ran in right after that goal. I was like, we did this. That was a team effort. Like we all were a part of it. And it just sunk in like, okay, 1-1, we can do this. Like, keep going. Got a little feisty there too, didn't it? Yeah, totally. Which, it's an average <laughs> soccer game, right? Yeah. But it wasn't. Yeah, no, that was that was fun too. Um, I took my daughter. <clears throat> she had a great time. Okay. All the fans had a great yeah. time. Your dad is Bruce Brockbank, the men's golf coach. Mm-hmm. Why don't you play golf? I don't and like, soccer. I don't like golf. Oh! <laughs> I oh. can't play golf. I don't Your know. Dad's how. ears are burning. They're hurting right now. Okay, when, how old were you when you were like, you know what? Maybe I'm doing not golf. Oh, uh, I don't know. Nine. Nine? Really? <laughs> I never really played golf in the first place, but. I'm sure your dad was like, hey, if you want to, here it He's is. Like, Here's a golf club. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. When, when was soccer the sport for you? Uh, yeah, around nine or ten. When I, like, really just had you, fun with when it. When you decided yeah. you didn't like golf. Yeah. You're like, I want to score against Argentina. <laughs> I want to up. play soccer. Yeah. It was all validated in that moment last night. Yeah. Hey, Dad, remember how I don't like golf and I was right? Okay. Yeah. You wore Argentina colors today, by the way. I know so. Well, That's I mean. Like, to kind of support them being here. Here's the thing. And, yeah. I think BYU fans will 1 million percent embrace Argentina and the World Cup now. Mm-hmm. I would, but I, I went to Brazil on my mission, so I am. I will not be a part of not that even group. not even the women's team that you watched play in Provo. It's okay. I'm, <laughs> They're I'm not going to play Brazil. They're not in that group. Just kidding. I don't really. Care. <laughs> it's all good. Ashton, congratulations. It was a you. lot of fun. We're excited about the next season. Um, as with all of our first time guests in Studio B, we would love for you to sign our Sailor Kook flag, give us your autograph, and uh, enjoy some BYU Sports Nation karma. Thank yeah, you. Good luck. And you guys play Utah tomorrow. Yep. Good luck against Utah. Thank you. Okay, awesome. Thanks for coming in. She doesn't play golf, people. She's a soccer player. She well, scored against she Argentina. Made, she made the right choice. <laughs> yes, she did. She made the right choice. Yes, she did. Coming up, good news for a former Cougar in L.A. Angel, Taylor Cole. Okay, and why not take a trip around the bases with all of the Cougars in the minors? Details in a loaded whip around this BYU Sports Nation. You can listen to BYU Radio anywhere, anytime. And with over 6,000 episodes to choose from, you're bound to find something you like or something you may have missed. Just go to our website at byuradio.org or the BYU Radio app. Don't have the app yet? You can download it right from our website as well. Listen on demand and download your favorite show wherever you get podcasts. 
Now you really can listen anywhere, anytime to BYU Radio. Shout out to today's guest, Jimmer Fredette, and the goal scorer for BYU Women's Soccer against Argentina last night, Ashton Brockbank. If you missed any of today's program, you can download the podcast or go to BYUSN.com. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. BYU Sports Nation and sources confirm Lakers assistant coach Mark Madsen is interviewed with BYU for the head coaching position. Soccer. Kobe thinks that's a great idea. BYU women's Kobe. soccer with a draw against the Argentine, Argentine rather. Sorry, got to get that right. Senior national team won one last night. Elise Flake with an assist to Ashton Brockbank who equalized in the 52nd minute. Gymnastics. Number 17, BYU competes in the NCAA Regionals today. Three Eastern in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Cougars in pro hoops. Brandonius Davies scored 27 points, 10 rebounds. Double-double as Zalgiris beat Real Madrid last night. It's a good club. Clinching a spot in the EuroLeague playoffs, Davies averaging career-high 14 points a game this season. Baseball. Batcats lost at San Diego 15-5 last night. BYU's lost two in a row. Listen as they try and snap that streak at 9 Eastern tonight on BYU Radio. Track and field. Men's and women's track and field will compete in the Sun Angel Classic today and tomorrow in sunny Tempe, Arizona. Volleyball. Number 11 men's volleyball lost 16-14 in the fifth set at Grand Canyon to end the regular season at 12-11, and 2-8 on the road. If Stanford loses at Grand Canyon Saturday, BYU will host a quarterfinal next Saturday, April 13th. Come Tennis. on, come on, whoever is playing Stanford. Grand Canyon. <laughs> come on, Lopes. Yep, the Antelopes. Men's and women's tennis take on San Francisco today. 33rd-ranked men host the Dons at 3.30 Eastern. The women will play in San Francisco starting at 4 Eastern. The women also play Santa Clara on their Bay Area trip tomorrow at 2 Eastern time. Cougars in the minors. Colton Shaver went 1-5 for five with the run for the Class A advanced Fayetteville Woodpeckers and a win over the Potomac Nationals. Cougars Bre- in the Major League. Not quite. Not quite. Brennan Lund had two hits and two runs for the AAA Salt Lake Bees and a win over the Albuquerque Isotopes. How about Brennan Lund? Cougars in the Major League. CBS Sports reports pitcher Taylor Cole is cleared to play after a shoulder injury. He'll begin rehab with the Angels organization in the Class High A Inland Empire on Thursday. Athletics. Six-time defending champion BYU leading the West Coast Conference Commissioner's Cup after the fall and winter sport final standings, a competition that scores points for the school for how they finish in every WCC sport. BYU with a 57.5 overall score. And 39 of the 40, perfect 40 of those points, coming from the women's teams. That is incredible. The next best team, St. Mary's, 45.5. BYU is going to win another Commissioner's Cup. Softball. Where are those? I don't know. Are they on campus somewhere? Softball opens up West Coast Conference play at LMU, 5 Eastern today, then tomorrow at 3 Eastern for a doubleheader. Swimming and diving. Peyton Sorensen, the MPSF Swimmer of the Year, after winning the 50 free and 100 free in record-breaking times. Gwen Gustafson is the Freshman of the Year after 50 free and 100 free titles as well. Today's rise and shout-outs. Jeremy, I'm giving mine to the man doing work in Lithuania. Brandon Davies with a double-double, 27 points, 10 rebounds, Lifting his team, BC Zalgiris, back into the EuroLeague playoffs, beating a very talented Real Madrid squad that has a rich history 
and tradition uh, in the Euro League. So congratulations, Brandon Davies. You did it again, my friend. Good luck in the playoffs. Mine goes to BYU soccer defender Rachel Lyman. My daughter Venna and I were at the game, and Venna said, I want to go meet number 23. So we went after the game and took a picture, uh, and uh, Venna gave her a picture that she drew as well, uh, a drawing of a soccer trophy. So Rachel was super cool, and Venna really appreciated that. So thanks, Rachel. Rachel Bingham Lyman, fast and furious. Yeah, she's a good player. I'm excited about BYU women's soccer this fall. Goodness. Question of the day. What comic book character do you want BYU football to be in 2019? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years. Mike A. Spencer on Facebook. Thor, of course, losing so much and having so much happen, but still staying strong and going until the end. Nice. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. Ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Bruce Brockbank. Go Cougs.